everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. Today we have a very special... Group session! That's right. We are featuring Chicago art punkers spread joy on this week's group session. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. Let's get right to it, to this week's... Group session! Featuring spread joy. Enjoy. are doing well. Uh, shout out to Cafe Mustache for having us here tonight. They always do an amazing job of, of hosting us. Uh, tonight we are talking with Spread Joy. This is, this is Spread Joy's bio. This is the bio I was fed. Okay. Formed not that long ago in a city identical to this one, Spread Joy does a little bopping and grooving and occasional shouting of the late 70s post- an art punk variety. It's quick and to the point like a ham and cheese sandwich or one of those hummus cups you can buy at a gas station. Have you ever had a Chicago dog from the kiosk in Home Depot? It's actually maybe more like that. Hope you're, <laughs> hope you're hungry. <laughs> uh, this, okay, so uh, can you guys please introduce yourselves and maybe give your names and what you do in the band? Oh, great. My name is Brianna. I'm the singer. Rady, a uh, guitar player. I'm Nick, I play bass. Uh, I'm Tyler, and I play the drums. All right, how long have you guys known each other? Well, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, at various times, I'd say more or less in about the two-year range. Uh, Rady was the newest to Three. Chicago. Three, oh my gosh, time flies. Yeah, Rady was newest to Chicago, and I think he kind of been um, getting to know mutual friends was pretty much the start of that one. Yeah. I've been here three years. They've known each other for a while. They, all three of them, have known each other for a long time. So how, how did you come together as a band? So uh, I guess I moved here and I had some songs and uh, me and Nick played together a little bit and brought in Tyler and then uh, uh, I asked uh, Bree. <laughs> Uh, she wasn't sure. I'm sure she doesn't. Can you <laughs> tell us more? I didn't want to. Why? <laughs> because uh, what's a band? What's the point? You know, it was older, and I would like being on the other side of it, where I could just be wilding out, be as drunk as I want, do whatever, enjoy it for the spectacular elements of it, not for like the work of being on the stage of it. You know, you want to be in a band. I wanted to be in a band when I was younger, and then it never really happened because I never really tried, so I wasn't trying to. But yeah. I, I have a, um, I have a very like theatrical way of being, so I think maybe that lended itself to being potentially useful. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw her do uh, "Diamonds in the Mind" by Leonard Cohen on karaoke at a friend's backyard party. And she got really nasty with it. And I was like, this is incredible. Why is she not in a band? And yeah, that's it. So you had, you had let the dream go. Oh, the dream was not. It, was it even a dream? It was more just like a passing thing you think about sometimes. But um, yeah. Uh, you felt like you were on the other side of it. What do you mean by that? I mean that for me, it was always, I loved going to shows. And so the point for me was, um, participating in like a musical culture, but from that, from the aspect of viewership, 
um, where, you know, you can dance as hard as you want with your friends and, you know, you can love something without having to really, like, think about it further. You know, you didn't create it, you just are digesting it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a really fun release for me versus potentially being in a band where now all of a sudden, like, well, you're conceptualizing and you're, like, working with others and you, you know, all of these, the aspect, like, the, like, gritty aspects of being in a band, like, the breaking up and breaking down and, you know, um, having to be on for people if you don't want to, whereas a viewer, you're on because you're really excited to be there and that you don't, you don't have to have another reason. So, um, yeah, I liked that very much about, uh, about music. And so to have to rewrite that for myself in my 30s, it felt a little, it was scary. It was something that I was afraid to commit to, but um, Rady was really like patient and thoughtful. He sent me uh, music of his other band and it was honestly listening to that and like being so, it was a, his other band's called Human Beat, awesome. And so I was listening to that, I was like, oh, wait, this is stuff I actually really like to listen to. This is stuff that I'd want to play in if I ever was going to be at this stage. And I said, yeah, okay, so, you know, we'll give it a go. Okay, so that's what, that's what got you in, is listening to some tracks and then feeling like I could do this, I could see myself doing this. Or at least wanting to give it a go. You know, it wasn't something so outside of my realm that I thought I would have a crappy time, so. And that was how long ago? I guess about three years, right? Yes. It was like, uh, we started playing, uh, I think, fall of 2019. And literally, our first, we were like, oh, we're ready to play a show uh, March 1st of 2020. But, you know, that didn't really work out. But, uh, uh. So how did you, that could have easily led to, I think, the dissolving of a project with the challenge of, of quarantine and all that. How did you guys persevere? I mean, we just, we couldn't play shows, and we were like, why don't we just record it? And, and that summer, we were just like very safely or unsafely got together and just uh, took a risk just to, for like mental health to like create something during that thing and finish something we started and, or make something of it. So, so it was kind of an easy decision. Yeah, we, were all, we were all really excited too when COVID hit and uh, no, 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 not about that. But uh, we're very excited. Oh, uh, it was great. How far we came, and so yeah, it wasn't really a question of like, oh, well, what do we do now? It's just like let's just keep yeah writing music and recording you, and yeah. You adapt. Mm -hmm. You guys have other projects. Yes, uh, them too are in a project. Nick, Nick and I play in a band called Charlie Reed with our good friend Luke Trimble. Uh, yeah, I was at that release show and it was amazing. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> that was the most nervous you've ever been? Yeah. Why was yeah. that? I don't know. My parents were there. <laughs> so, probably that. And yeah, it was, I, it was unexplainable how nervous I was. I don't know. How did you feel after the show? Still really crazy. <laughs> Just couldn't wait to get home. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Were your parents staying with you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Although they sounded really great. They did. Bass fit, guitars were on point. <laughs> had like a little, you know, like little uh, tambourine moment. It's not oh, even yeah. tambourine, it was like bells, yeah. Ching, chimes. Oh, that's right. Like the Eckhart Tolle kind of. That's okay. Go ahead. Oh, uh, what else? Um, 
That those that's the only other active. Uh, oh, you also play in another band. Oh, yeah, I uh, played in Negative Scanner for a long time, and uh, we're kind of me and Rebecca and some other people are doing a new kind of project. Well, I won't announce Tell, that no? yet. Okay. Not, I don't okay. want to announce okay. that. Okay. Look out for for that. Oh yeah, I got. I I have like a little project that's not ever gonna play shows or anything, but it's coming out in September. It's called. Uh, it's, called <laughs> it's called Pleasant Mob. It's a uh, me living my uh, twee sixties fantasy. Uh, uh, finally. <laughs> Is your guys' other project a different genre, or a different kind of expression? Can are you able to talk about what what that sounds like or? Oh man. Uh, I am the worst person to yeah, uh, to describe music, but uh, <laughs> I can a, tell you, I can tell you it's a challenge to go in between both. You know, there's times where I feel like Charlie Reed's like uh, pretty low key, docile kind of approachable music, and not that ours isn't, but it requires a lot more physical activity for me in Spread Joy. It's right. very energetic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep up, like, the entire time. And that feels like a tough transition sometimes to go between the... Absolutely. Yeah, it's just different muscles, I think, or different muscle memory. I kind of have to, like, relax, slow my roll, probably lower my stool a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege to make music with anybody. So um, you make, you know, you make the adaptations you need to. Oh, that's high, you? How about, how about you, Rand? Do you have any other projects or other? Obviously, I'm not a musician exactly, but I, I do consider myself a visual artist, I'm mostly sculpture at this point in this game. So um, yeah. the game of like myself in my room alone, like trying to figure out what's the point of this thing I'm making. But uh, yeah, so I am interested in visual art. I do some. Um, poetry, we used to write little chat books and things like that. Um, I think it's interesting to, I think also in some of the lyrics that I end up singing, it is questions about like those larger questions, whatever, like Kant-esque of like, what is art? Like what makes good art? And the, I think that comes out in some of my lyrics, but it's really just me looking at the things that I've been making in my studio and like considering it and then bringing it into a different sphere, which I thought has been helpful and in a way cathartic because, you know. Bringing it into a different sphere, in what sense? The musical sphere. Okay. So it's something different between like writing a poem about asking the questions versus like being in front of people mm -hmm. and lyrically or sonically, I suppose, like, like asking myself that question to people who are listening to it you know what I mean like it's different of uh, reflecting on your work by yourself in a notebook versus um, that vulnerability of saying like hey I don't know if this like what is art like is it good like how can I tell am I an artist or not and it, being able to say that out loud to people whether they understand me or not doesn't matter but because I squelch <laughs> but like um, if it's useful or you know like um, what does it mean to bring another object into the world um, I guess we kind of have that same question with like records, which is also another object, in a way, an art object. Mm. So what is art? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Don't worry, the 
philosophers have been asking that question for thousands of years. I don't have the answer because I am not that smart. Have you evolved any thoughts on that, though? Yeah, I have. But I think it also depends on my, you know, it, it depends on where my, my headspace is. Because if I'm going to be really, like, moopy and sad, well, then, like, artist, what's the point? Who cares? But if I'm, like, feeling really, like, thoughtful or, like, a, in, in a space where I, I, I can, like, see beyond the object, well, then, of course, like, art is a, a representation of a feeling of an idea that you can return to and it like ex you know like it exists in its finality because this is something that was created ooh oh my gosh <laughs> record that what the fuck oh, oh no thanks Goldilow that's on tape I think we can end the podcast now I think, I think we're it's done uh, let's cut it <laughs> okay uh, well good answer I Wow. It's incredible. Mind blown. Um, I'm curious, I'm switching gears a little bit here, but I'm curious about your outside of music and artistic lives. Um, do you guys, do you work? Do you go to school? What, what is, how do you make all this fit? And what do you, what do, you do with all your time? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really hard. Uh, I work. Uh, I, I do, like, uh, cabinet making and, like, carpentry and... Uh, I don't know, like juggling it all is like pretty difficult. Uh, Does that feel creative? Oh yeah, and, and, so, and some days it's kind of a cool job because it's like a, it's like some days I'm like challenged mathematically, some days I'm like it's creatively, and some days I'm just like completely bored and listening to audiobooks and just being completely mindless, you know, which is a great. Uh, yeah, I, I work a lot. <laughs> what, do, what do you do for work? Uh, I do uh, kind of like bar and restaurant uh, speaker installation stuff, uh -huh. sound systems, yeah. That's pretty specialized. <laughs> yeah. He's very good at his job, too. He yes. won't tell. I'm not, not very good, but... He's great at his job. <laughs> He's also really, like, thoughtful and organized. It's a system, you know, you're, like, systematic. He does great work. <laughs> Ask my coworker. I don't know. I don't want to he does great work. I work um, a couple. Oh, I work. Um, um, my main gig is a production screen printer for a company called Mad Science, um, and that is a lot of doing for them, doing for you. You get a lot of boring, you know, CrossFit gear or. <laughs> Who knows what? <laughs> um, occasionally, there'll be friends that need shirts, which is a pleasure to do. Um, when things get real tight, I'll hustle clothes on the boulevard. <laughs> um, yeah. Wear good on my clothes. But yeah, I stay busy. It's fun. It's it's it, it is stressful and it is it has its moments. But I am not necessarily a person that does well with idle time. So the busier I am, I feel a little more like I'm participating, you know, in, in the world. This is a question for each of you, but I'm curious, would you, do you like 
working different jobs or having different avenues in your life or would you like to do all music or what, what would you like it to look like? Uh, I hate working and I would that, uh, I would only do music if I had that choice. Uh, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's not like horrible, but uh, it's not necessarily uh, great either. But uh, I mean, but who knows? I'd probably find a reason to complain then too, you know? Music is work. It is a lot of work and, uh, and you know, like, like as far as you're talking about like juggling, like when you're like coming home from like a full day and you're like, oh, I got to be at practice in 30 minutes and I'll get on my bike and bike to Humboldt, you know, like uh, I don't know, sometimes I like think about that. And I'm like, I must actually really like doing this because <laughs> that's because <laughs> that kind of sucks, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of feel like the w the world at large or society rather is maybe not rooting for the artist or musician unless unless you're all the way in in a way. There's a path there, but it does require uh, a lot of time away from home, you know which I think is a pleasure. To, it's a pleasure and privilege to travel, of course. But I see friends and people doing it, and it's, I see it take a toll, too. And so I, I go back and forth with that idea myself, and not necessarily that any of these bands are in that position completely, but it is something to, to ponder in that respect, like how much do we value the routine at home and the reliability of our lives, you know, where we choose to live versus really just living out of a suitcase, which is charming in his own way too, but yeah. Also to jump in on that idea of the routine is mm -hmm. that my job, I, I work three days a week, so the idea is it's that effort of me getting out of the house, but then once I'm out now, also, I have a lot of downtime at my job. It's more like office managerial, et cetera. Okay. So like, I have the opportunity to like, sit and think about more creative things, but would I have made that connection if I hadn't spent the time like biking to work or like got settled in or you know, with like sitting at a, a desk with a computer that's better than mine at my home, you know? Um, of like, yeah, like having a routine that's a necessary, it's almost a necessary evil, but well, but um, now it gets you excited because you can't wait to get home because you've spent all day sort of like passively thinking of these things. Go home where you have the resources to build it up or to, you know, kind of like fine tune the idea. Um, resources meaning? Oh, what just depends. Well, I guess in a visual art way so you know like you conceptualize or you kind of start to think about this thing while well, the clay is at home or like the fabric is there and so now but now you've sort of like built up this pattern and you're able to like print it off at work that you like made you know in photoshop that's at your company computer so <laughs> like stuff like that you know like just like all of those little i used to i loved being a temp forever, but it was because like they had these fancy printers and you like had the time, like once you got your work done, okay, but now like you can like really like make a bunch of stuff and they're correlating and stapling for it. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's cool, yeah. but only oh, certain jobs, not all of them. But I think that the idea of like getting out of the house to then start your process, like something beyond yourself, 
not to say that I am an advocate for like work, but as far as like methodically work, like um, having something to do mm -hmm. is useful and it's kind of cool in that way. What about you, Nick? Oh, sorry. Uh, what was it? What were we on again? Uh, it's it's basically would you would you do music full time? Do you enjoy the, the division of your life, or what would you prefer? Oh man, that is it's uh, a lot. I don't know. Uh, I've never looked at music to like. I don't know. I need money, so I gotta work. I don't know. That, it doesn't uh, feel like a reliable source of income to making yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So that's government subsidies. Right. <laughs> You've been in bands since you were like 16, so it was yeah. always just kind of something for you. Well, that was always, when you said the word resources, that was where my mind initially went is, you know, having financial resources through work to get materials or something like that. Um, okay, cool. Well, one of the things we checked in before we got on stage um, to talk about, Brianna, you were talking about feeling kind of creatively divided. And I kind of forgot where you went with it, but I was hoping you could expound on that now. Do you remember what we were talking about? Dang, I wish you could. So it was <laughs> kind of dividing your energy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like different parts of the brain, I guess. Um, you know, you go in, you like spend your time just like hanging out by yourself. You're playing the music that you like. You're like messing around with clay or, oh no, you're gonna like heck around with this other thing. And you just sort of like spend the day like putzing around, figuring it out versus going, it's like we're going to practice and it's like, it's structured in a different way. And um, Rady, he'll come up, sometimes he'll come up with like, Oh my God! He'll come up with like three songs in like a two-week span. Well, now I gotta like know what the heck I'm supposed to be saying. Like you have to hear it and like become something. But if it's not becoming something, well, we have another song coming up. So like I really need to figure it out. Like it's just so like uh, it's in such a different pace. It's hard sometimes when you uh, are used to like your own creative process on your own island versus sharing this little city with a bunch of other people who also are really good at what they do and are trying to do their best, it can feel a little bit stressful to, like you wanna do right and you wanna make it sound good. It's supposed to like be a part of it, but um, yeah. I, I think Bran is feeling some pressure, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> she handles it well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds uh, like you write fast. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I write a lot. I'm like constantly writing and and not just this. I, I don't know, I, I'm writing for bands that don't even exist and uh, I probably will never, it's just like a, uh, a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing at this point for me, but uh, it, just, it just keeps on churning out. But uh, I don't know, it's a, I'd rather that than, you know, the opposite. Does it flow out? Do you get yourself to sit down and write it? Is it a work? Is it work? Is it? I gotta get the demons out of my brain. How does it feel to you? It's not like demons in my brain, but I just constantly I will hear things in my head, and then I like either if I have a, have a guitar, I'll figure it out in any kind of instrument, or I just like literally pull out my voice memo and I'm like humming do 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 do, and like this for some reason for myself later when I can like figure it out, which. 
uh, it's just like kind of, I don't know, that's, I, I, don't, I don't ever sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write a song now and it's gonna be about this, you know? Uh, I, I don't think I would be able to do that. How do you guys, how do you guys put the music together? How does that look? So do you, are you bringing an initial idea? I'll bring in like um, the bones of a song and maybe sometimes more and sometimes less. And it's kind of like a blueprint of a song and they kind of just like fill it out, I feel like. I feel like that's kind of how it, it goes and flesh it out. Flesh it out and we'll like, well, it's like different when it's like in your head in your room and then you bring it to people and it sounds different, amplified and and like sometimes people come with ideas that make oh this song should be this actually and I don't know. Uh, it's interesting with this music too. I feel like it sometimes the most important part is to not stop because it can be like uh, it can be taxing physically taxing to play some of these songs <laughs> and hanging on to that moment where where you're just kind of like churning and churning and churning and then something kind of something does happen but if we would have stopped to take a drink of water or beer or whatever maybe it wouldn't have you know <laughs> that's true it sucks because i'm so thirsty all the time. <laughs> um let's take a little break um, we'll come back. I want to talk about some more music stuff, uh, maybe even some more philosophical stuff. But let's take a little breather, and I would like to introduce a very special friend of mine, a therapist colleague of mine. His name is Leslie Tanner. Um, Brandon, if you could reach back here to that box up there by the TV and hit number two. Oh okay. Leslie's going to have a little segment here for us. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> Jessica, I can hear you loud and clear. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? We can hear you too. <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. Um, how is the show going so far? Ah, uh, what do you, what do you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear quite an electric response. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's going well, great. Let me go ahead and get started. I don't want to take too much of your time. Jessica, thank you so much for having me. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Leslie Tanner, and I am the host of Explorations with Leslie Tanner, the quickest growing self-help mental health talk show on the internet, but, but not anywhere near as the synergy that I feel every time I watch and listen to music therapy with Jessica Rizzo. So first of all, I would like to everyone to make some noise for Jessica and also spread joy. You guys are truly delving into the depths of our minds and collectively create a process so that we may be able to clearer see that which the path is that lies before us in, uh, in actualization but also optimization of the self in the spirit of the science of mental health but also the science of the spirit of mental health as well and and that actually brings me to my to what I, I, I'm so excited I just want to tell you a little bit of a story but then I have one question for spread joy so not I'm going to say to you, um, tonight I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I feel the energy in the room. Bless each of you. Namaste. The path illuminates before us as we continue. Tonight I wanted to talk to you about donuts. So seemingly... <laughs> 
<laughs> a seemingly simple thing in our lives, but I think that we can extract some truth and joy from it. And maybe something to take home with us tonight as we discover that which is is in is pregnant inside of a donut. Now, the donut is my favorite treat. Don't get me wrong. I I I I I, I love it's the best treat there is, in my opinion. However, uh, I, I, you know, I do enjoy muffins, I enjoy apple bars, I enjoy biscotti even. I, I, and I don't know if there are any biscotti lovers in the crowd. Go ahead and raise your hand. I, would love to see, I, I can't see, I can see the spread joy, but that's all. But if there is, is got, does anybody like biscotti? I, I, I see one hand, one hand timidly raised. One hand, well now I'm saying to you, Fred, Oh, I hope to or our paths one day cross. However, however, I, 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 up until recently, I thought of donuts and pleasure. I thought of pleasure as a sort of savings account of which I could only extract so much, and 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 that I was I was somehow extracting it from the universe or from others. But eventually, it grew past this. I realized that I wasn't extracting from anyone necessarily, and 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 my my thoughts evolved around around pain and and, and and pleasure and I realize I can extract as much pleasure as I want it's a renewable resource or that's what I thought eventually I ate so many donuts that, that, that it, it, it basically it basically it basically rewired the pain and pleasure synapses in my brain and towards the point that I could not tolerate the baseline sensation of my body without something uh, bringing me up to an absolute 11 out of 10. <laughs> so uh, it got me into trouble. I, 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 I challenged a horse in a national park of, a couple months ago, and it put me in a coma for about four days. He stomped my head with his front hooves, and it smashed my skull, shattered my cheekbones. But luckily enough, my teeth were, in, were, were completely intact, which made me feel very good as a man. Um, however, the, the doctors, the doctors actually, they, I asked them, is it, am I alive because I'm so strong? And they said, no, you would have to be literally brain damaged to think that. That actually, what saved me was that my, my bones became so soft and porous from just eating granulated sugar and energy drinks for about six months prior. So thanks to modern medicine and a team, a team of medical professionals who brought me back, um, I am victorious and stronger than ever. Uh, and, and, and I'm not letting that get me down. So one thing that I did want to bring up was spread joy tonight. <laughs> one thing I, is, 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 you, you, I like to think of artists as pioneers. You're, front, you're always on the frontier of the mind. Would you disagree with that, or would you agree with that? Trailblazers. Agree. Absolutely. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to discuss that. Well, I also, I, so one question I have for you is that it seems that artists get themselves into this position where they are, the, the process brings them pleasure, but then it also brings them pain. And they know they must, in order to extract anything from that supple udder of the subconscious mind, that they must press and they must press forward with discipline. And pain becomes pleasure becomes pain. And I, am, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, how do you as artists navigate this, this blending of pleasure and pain in so much that you can sort of embody it in a continual state? Namaste. <laughs> Alcohol. 
Namaste. Um, uh, donuts. Apple fritters, specifically. Big. Apple fritters. <laughs> I love apple fritters. Oh, so this is live. <laughs> I thought this was a pre-recording. He's talking to you. He's here for you. He's real. He's really, really real. <laughs> So speak a little clearly. I, I, I heard that we love apple fritters, and but, I'm, but I would like to get a little past that. And how do you navigate the intersection of pain and pleasure within the creative process? Um, uh, easily, and I don't know. I don't think I don't think I don't know what that's bizarre. <laughs> with with bizarre question. I didn't know that that was an interview answer that you could have. I don't know. And then you stop. <laughs> with grace and poise, I think is the answer you're looking for. You know, I, I, is there is there anyone else that might have an answer within the band? <laughs> Nick definitely. Nick, it's on you. I'm just the bass player. I'm just the bass player. <laughs> No, there was somebody a second ago who had like a really, a really poignant answer about what art is, and I, I felt that was a very firm slam, <laughs> a very firm uh, fast break slam dunk. Maybe, maybe there's an answer there. I already dunked it. I don't know. <laughs> Further, I can dunk that one. I don't, I don't think you, you have any more been dunks. You're out all, you're all out of dunks. You're, I, I can think of a dunk. Hang on. Pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure. Just think about Pain it. Like, how, I, you, <laughs> No, it's hard because you sang Pain and Pleasure and so I just think about that episode of Adventure Time where they have to go and they're like going in hell to try and talk to Aberdeer and this is a, this is an aside, this is awful, but that's all I can think of because you keep uh -huh. saying it, Pain and Pleasure, and it's just, that's all I can think of, I'm so sorry. Um, I just think about Cenobites. <laughs> no, that's perfect. <laughs> See, that's, and that's one of the... <laughs> <laughs> One of the wonderful things about artists is that you can say anything you want, and that the pr the pressure is on all of us as non-artists to interpret the genius. <laughs> so, Jessica, spread. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been an absolute treat to be with you. Thank you so much, um, Leslie uh, Tanner. It, thank it, you it, so much. <laughs> namaste. I'll see you all again. I'll see you. Namaste to each of you. I'll see you all very soon. Namaste, Leslie. Uh, Leslie does a Twitch uh, several times a week. Tomorrow night you'll be doing your uh, your explorations. Is that correct, Leslie? Absolutely. We have, we explore. So explorations is a program with which we explore the universe both within and without the universe, external and internal, to uncover the power of our minds through the spirit of science and science of spirit. Um, Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, we commune and we explore together. Uh, but also Saturdays, we also do some, sh some shit also. <laughs> Thank you so much, Leslie. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure. My colleague, Jessica, please have a wonderful evening. Good luck with the rest of the show. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Tanner, everybody. He's, he's a treasure. Well, well, let's chat a little bit more. So, you know, when I, when I ask a band to be on the show, I will ask them, what do you want to talk about? And so Spread Joy gave me a couple ideas here. And here's one uh, in the maybe more, I don't know, I guess philosophical adjacent. The idea was musically sounding derivative in a historical genre like post-punk art punk? Question mark, question mark. Thoughts on that? 
I think that it really started kind of early on because um, everyone was, not everyone, whatever, like people, once they heard it, it, they were so excited to talk about like, this part sounds like this and that. And the fact is, because um, how post-punk began, it was like a, it, I mean, for me anyway, I'm interested in like the uh, lady-fronted post-punk bands. So basically the whole thing was like, how are we going to insert ourselves in an otherwise like really like masculine and kind of like hard genre and like put our own thing into it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a really specific in a point in time and like the sound was really like specific in that point in time which is something that I really enjoyed but the flip side of that is like now um, because it's not you know whatever like 1974 that people um, are they're they're excited because it it is um, such a historical genre but now all of a sudden like anything that you do to truly pay homage um, it, but truly homage is derivative basically like anything that you're saying is like a thanks to it's because of the references that you're already making and I think that um, I mean personally I like it um, not to say that we are not supposed to be reinventing the wheel but it's hard when yeah. um, it was born of a specific time and so trying to reimagine it in a new era is um, <clears throat> difficult. It's basically asking to be a different genre. I don't know what I'm saying, but... Um, uh, I, I think all music's derivative, uh, especially post-punk. And uh, I think there's like extra, like, uh, there's more, there's more like, uh, of a, uh, as far as like reviews or people seeing stuff, like they, they like, it has this, uh, it, visually it's like, seems like it's like, oh, it's like art punk, so there's like more expected of it in a way. But really it's just like, it's fucking boogie woogie music, you know? <laughs> like, no one goes and sees some like, you know, like a rockabilly band and is like, they sound like Chuck Berry, you know? But it's the same thing, this genre has been going on for like over 50 years at this point, and there's been so many bands. And that's okay, I think, uh, you should, as an artist, just like do what comes naturally to you, you know? And that's all, that's the only rule, yeah. That segues beautifully into the next bullet point, which was creativity, intellectualizing when it should be pure feeling, question mark? To me, that's hard, because I overthink a lot of things. I think also because it's my first band and I want to have something to say spe- like specifically, but also, Ready cracks the whip, so we gotta go. Like we got stuff to say, and it's gonna be over in a minute, max. So, um, it's really just like how, to, like for me, it was difficult, and like how do I distill a feeling like really quickly, but or like a point of view, and have it be said, and let that saying be said, because in the next, you know, whatever, like 95 seconds, I have to say something else. I think that it can be really difficult to um, main like keep asking yourself questions that you can quickly answer or have questions that you can um, introduce to people that don't necessarily have to be answered, but um, <coughs> that level of creativity needs to be like um, um, subdivided and... Um, efficient. Efficient, yeah. And 
<clears throat> if not answered, at least needs to be, the question needs to be articulated. And I think for me that was, for me that was really difficult, but I know that um, <coughs> musically you can ask the question and have, a, have an answer or? Well, no, because Rady does, he, he'll like break down, you'll like do these like crazy kind of like discord, like you'll just, you'll break it down like that's a question yeah. creatively. Uh, uh, sorry, I got lost in that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, as far as like uh, intellectualizing or like feeling, I don't know. I, I think uh, we're really like uh, looking into like short form versions, like short form like song structures. And I think that's really interesting and like, you know, like why does a song need to be like four minutes when like everyone, after you hear the different parts a few times, like, you, you kind of know what's going on. We get it. Trim Let's the move, fat. Yeah, move it on to the next one, you know? And uh, I just, like, I just, I just really, like, uh, appreciate, like, artists like Billy Childish, like, minimalist musicians who just uh, strip it, but still manage to get it interesting, you know, like, portray like an interesting vision or idea. Yeah, you can have both, right? This is the initial yeah. question, intellectualizing or, or trusting instinct. I think it's like the, that is, it's the balance of both, keeping it simple and provocative, you know. Are these discussions you guys have with each other or are you just saying your thoughts here in the moment or is this something you, that's a question that I ask myself all the time because I overthink it. So I got a lot to say, but then when it comes down to it, um, I think about like an idea, and so this nugget can, of an idea can be expanded for a million years while you like kind of like piece it together. But the fact is, like, it's not an art piece; it's a, it's a song, and so it's that's not be an art over. piece. A song? Uh, well, a song has it has a definitive beginning and end where um, something that might be a visual piece you can work on for years and years and eventually mm. you find your conclusion, but this one can only be met in, you know, a, a minute and a half maybe. So for me, it's about, um, uh, for all of the things that I want to say and all this like feeling that I have, like in an idea that I want to express and I can work it a million different ways, but when we go to Jam Deck to record, well like that day, that feeling of that, thing that I'm trying to say, that's it. And now you can hear it, and that's all it can be. So it, um, mm -hmm. it can feel um, uh, really overwhelming for me. But y'all are, like, are real musicians, so you know what's going on. That's not true. But I'm just getting wine drunk in this, <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> just yelping around. It's awesome. Very nice. Uh, we're going to have some questions. Um, something I do each show is I have the band members write each other questions, but they're anonymous, so they don't know who wrote them. So here's a question. Did you coordinate your outfits today? <laughs> we were just so in sync. It didn't even make any sense. Look at this. We did not, but it is pretty remarkable. Black jeans and whitish. Sand white, sand white. I got brown, my brown's represented in my clogs, but uh, I think we're doing great. Yeah, you look at that. You guys look great. Who came up with the band name? That was me. Uh, uh, I have this like, like this British porno mag from the 1960s, and one of the articles is spread joy for with like hippie teen chicks. 
and uh, it's just about like these hip, free-loving hippies taking acid and having orgies. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. There's multiple meaning. Well, it's cool because then it also got like kind of like, is this like a Christian rock band? You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's funny when you know like where it came from and then like how it could be represented later. You're like, oh man, it's actually the opposite. It's very different than the Facebook groups that pop up called yeah, Spread Joy. Exactly. I it's a, ho a wholesome and horny, right? <laughs> That's it. Uh, another question: Where do you see Spread Joy in 40 years? <laughs> That's definitely Nick's question. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll have broken up for like 20 years and we'll be doing a reunion tour and we'll be making millions of dollars. That's the only way to make money doing music. <laughs> we have to break up. <laughs> Very good. Um, who do you think you are? What gives you the right? <laughs> That's great. Who do you think you are? What gives, wait, who do you think you are? Uh, what, what gives you the right? That's for me. It's probably mm. this. One more, one more question. Which is better, playing shows or writing songs? Writing songs. Because? I don't know, it's just uh, kind of like endless. It's not like, uh, you're, in a, you're not in a sandbox. You're not you like playing shows. You're like we're playing this song, this song. I guess you could do like a, if you're like a freeform, you know, kind of jazz or experimental band. But I don't really do that. But so like writing songs, I can just do whatever I want in my own space. Playing shows Why? because I'm running around, hanging out with a bunch of new people, jumping around, having a drink, um, having a laugh. All of a sudden, I've like made up this small little persona for myself it, not persona I'll like I got really into like trying to like clack my heels once it was amazing and for the whole rest of the night people were like can you do it and I was like no I can't I still can't do it it was so fun it, for me like playing shows it's, it's like as close to being in the audience as I can be and that's where I love to be so that's all I can say okay right? is that ain't it writing writing I'm good <laughs> Shows stress me out more than anything. I think I like creating more. How do you feel right now? Uh, I feel fine. I kind of got to pee, but I'm good. <laughs> well, with that, let's take a little break. Uh, don't go too far. Get a drink.
jogging, I'm singing, it's awesome.
That was amazing. Spread Joy is incredible. Go out and see them. If you haven't seen them live, they are so good. I hope you guys are doing well. We'll be back next week, October 12th. We are having our group session for October featuring Chicago Mexican-American band, Asi Asi. That's going to be at Cafe Mustache Wednesday night, October 12th. I can't wait for it, and I hope to see you guys out there. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker. Produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe and engineered by Joshua Wins in Chicago. Peace and love until I see you again. Mm-hmm.